Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come. Hello and welcome to another week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. So this week I'm speaking to Matthew Manns. Now he lives in Yapoon and Matthew and Rachel have just recently gone through a renovating project and they've managed to turn their little outdoor area or their little backyard into an oasis. Now today I just want to talk to Matthew about some of the ideas that, that went through their head to start off with and how it's how it's changed their lifestyle to to manage to fit with the, the home they originally had. So, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I thought I'd just start a conversation about how, how the experience of when you went through a renovating process and what some of the things that you were thinking about doing and sort of how you basically got from your green grass backyard to a you know pool and outdoor patio area with an outdoor kitchen. and Yeah, you know. absolutely. So how's it, cha- how's it changed your lifestyle from having what, what you had to, to what you can do now? So how it's changed our lifestyle is basically Rachel and I were always sort of outside people. We tend not to spend a lot of time inside the house. We don't have kids, so uh, we get the flexibility also of doing our own kind of thing. And uh, so, look, since the renovations, we now spend probably 90% of our time in our entertainment area that's, um, that you have sort of put up for us. And uh, probably in relation to um, comfortability, um, the, the quality that it's given us, um, yeah, it's it's just it's just one of the best things we've probably ever done to the house since we we, we purchased home probably five years ago. You know, we uh, um, didn't expect to to go that extravagant, but um, yeah, it's it's worked out great for us. You know. So was this something you guys had planned on when you started, like when you bought the house originally? Yes. Yeah, so when we bought the house, it was at about ninety eight percent complete from new. Um, we sort of picked the home up and, and finished off a few minor details. We did have plans to, prob- to, to, to deliver what we got now. Um, so we finished off a few things around the house. We put a small, uh, small shed on the property, finished off the, um, the stepping around the house, put a footpath around it. And then we knew after about five years, so a year ago, roughly around now when we, we kickstarted this project, um, and we knew that's exactly what we wanted to do was go, this is it. We're ready. We've been saving. Um, we're ready to commit to it. But yeah, like I said, leading up to it, we probably spent about three months working out what exactly we wanted to do. Yeah, and I guess I, I get this from a lot of people. Like a lot of people don't know exactly what they're after or what they've got. No, they've got a rough idea of what they want, but they they're just not really sure on what options are available. And I sort of like I, I love your guys' place. It's absolutely awesome. And like where like where did you get your ideas from? Okay, so the ideas come from a couple of different options when we purchased the home to before we started looking at a house that already had these, um, already had this entertainment area that we've put in place. So looking at buying the home to start with for the price that we got it and then we figured that, okay, that was the five-year plan. We'll look at doing something later on with that. Um, we didn't... Um, so we didn't take it out of the option pack that we were going to do something, but we got the ideas from one, looking at other jobs that um, builders like yourself had done in other places, and think it, we could we could probably do that to the same to our place, you know. And yeah, we we sort of opted. We got the ideas from yeah from other homes, and we thought we could probably have that in our house without without having to go and spend 
X amount of money with a house that's already got it. Yep. And I guess, um, like, when it comes down to ideas too, like, your guys is a really sort of specific style of of something. I remember talking to Rachel about this. She was actually talking about... Yes. Um, it's come, it come from Greece when you guys went on holidays. Correct. So when we went overseas a couple of years ago, ah, sorry, it'd be, yeah, a couple of years ago in July this year, we picked up, a, Rachel picked up a few teasers from the place, such as the, um, a lot of our outlay in, in the entertainment areas. We got white, um, sort of white ceramic tiles, the Italian tiles. We'd been to Italy, so that was inspired by Rachel as well. Um, just that white theme with the dark green um, greenery. Um, yeah, so we've got the templates on the wall as well, things that you would see in Greece, and that was Rachel's passion to drive what you, uh, what we got today. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, like, when you guys were searching for a builder, what, what were some of the things you guys were looking for and what, like, what were some of your main concerns or fears or worries you, you guys had before you started? Attention to detail. Yep. So we'd, I'd been um, following you, Joel, for a couple of years and in, in your construction pathway and, and your business and that sort of thing. And, um, uh, and yeah, just carried on word of mouth. And I've seen, you, you know, you, you deliver a good, um, uh, a good display of the way you do things. You, you show everyone your work. You're not afraid to take photos, upload. You don't hide anything. And um, if you know now that you know me personally, being um, uh, one of your clients, is yeah is attention to detail and quality of work so that's one of the major things especially for myself i am um, uh, you know I'm, I'm a diy guy but this was definitely above and beyond my capability so i just wanted it to be done correctly yep and i guess i talk to a lot of people about this too with like they they a lot of people come down to like what you just said there with about finding attention to detail and and finding a builder that sort of suits you but I think also a lot of people when it comes to putting a budget together or something as well, a lot of people don't like to share this with the builder because they feel like they're going to get taken advantage of or they they, they feel like the builder's sort of, you know, going to going to take, you know, oh, you X amount of dollars, we're going to come a thousand yep. bucks under. And I guess yep. I guess that what like what I'm trying to say is a lot of I guess it comes down to a trust issue like I guess that would be a concern that some people would have when they're trying to find a builder when it comes to the trust. So like, did you guys have a budget in mind when you when you started your project, or did you just have a have a you know, was that something you guys thought about prior to moving forward? Absolutely, we did. So, uh, post the holiday when we came back from our Europe inspiration, we um we absolutely had a budget in place. So the best advice I can give before you approach your builder, which is what we had before we we uh, had our first um um prelim with you on what we wanted to do after the first message I sent you saying hey let's have a chat we definitely had a figure in place uh when we put the budget together when i started looking at our finances how much we'd saved i the best advice and gives if you've got a budget always allow a little extra you may or may not use that money but with everything with building a house with doing anything you do in construction you should always leave a buffer um and yeah it, it worked out well because we still did what we had to do although we through the construction process we um we just we stepped it out we, we we didn't just go let's just do that because that's all we can do we're grateful that you were stopping us and going let's try this we had five different options a you know b c d e you know we, we had a few things we could do so um that helped with not exceeding the budget but uh yep. yeah we definitely had a budget in play joel yep yeah definitely i think you hit the nail on the head there when it comes down mm. to um 
like so, it happens so often, more often than not, that they have a lot of people have a budget in mind of what they like to spend, and I guarantee nine times out of ten is what what you originally allowed for and what you wanted to spend on that particular project or renovation. I yeah, nine times out of ten they will always go over, and it's not yep. generally because. Um, it's not going over while the project's going ahead, but most of the time it comes down to, you know, they get a set of plans drawn or something done and they think, you know, right, we're going to budget X amount of dollars for this type of project. And then when it comes to getting quotes and stuff together from other builders, I find that uh, a lot of the time the budget they had in mind far outweighs what, what the uh, the outcome, like what the actual plans costed co- were costing yeah, too. Exactly. The dream of the of the client or the the homeowner. Yeah, we uh, we tend to get this... um. This, I guess it's a, a bubble of what we want in one hand and the little tiny bubble in the left hand and everyone wants the big one. But, um, you know, like I said, through the process, we, we did a little bit of DIY as we went. We sort of worked in with you and there's some things that people can do yep. along the process. And, um, yeah, that's right. I, I guess if you dedicate to the project and I think having a good idea of what you want to spend first, because only not, not only does it disappoint or wreck the reputation of a builder, uh, is when they get halfway through and the builder's disappointed because he, he has to deliver his project and use his projects to show his other customers. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's a four point with, um, with renovating. You've got to really have a good idea of what you're going to do from the beginning. Yeah, yeah that, that's awesome what you just said with the coming back to um, putting, like when it, when it comes to disappointment, because I think uh, us as, a build, like, as builders go along, you know, they get the plans and then the, Builder comes in and they end up being the dream crusher because they've got the plans. They want the, they want to be able to put something. You know, the, as a client or a homeowner, they want to be able to have this awesome backyard or type of pool or renovate whatever they want kitchen. Yep. And they the builder comes in and gives them the price and they go shit, we can't yes. afford that. And as yep. much as sort of the, the it comes the price is sort of the price. You know, if there's enough value value provided, I think from a homeowner's perspective and they can trust the builder and they can see them and see what they're trying to do for them, then I think that's brilliant. But at the same time, then, you know, it, I guess it turns your experience of going through a renovation slightly, um, not disheartening, but yeah, a little bit disappointed because, you know, you wanted this and then they've just come in and sort of stepped the foot down and gone, bang, no, you can't do that now. And we have to adjust the plans. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah, and, that, and that's part and parcel with renovation. I think everyone's always a bit sceptic about going ahead with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the best thing I think that we had was the constant contact through the renovations and, you know, things change. You know, you know, we knew that we, we came across a few little complications along the way, but um, we knew that it was a corner. Th- things that we just couldn't cut and, you know, the recommendation from you is that you didn't really want to move forward. No, we, had, we had, you know, things like, i.e., we had the, the concrete piers put into put it the, the slab to engineer spec you know like it wasn't a necessity but we did it anyway and and it was the best thing we ever did you know because it's just locks in the confidence in in the slab you know because there's there's you know 50 60 square meters of tiling in the area there so you know we've got that peace of mind now but they're, they're the idea of little things that happen along the way yeah and i think also when it comes to like I think a lot of people need to try and find a builder when they're trying to like a number like a number one thing also is having a builder that suggests ideas to them that they can, you know, while they're going through something. Obviously, when everything's black and white on piece of paper, it, it's I think a lot of people don't quite understand a plan and can't quite read read a plan quite often because they don't do it every day, and yes. you know from them them looking at a plan, I get a lot of people quite often if or not there's no visual image they'll say to me. 
Um, oh shit! I didn't realize it was going to look like that. And yep. you know, from a from a homeowner's perspective, that's totally okay because you you guys don't under like not. I'm not saying you guys don't understand it, but it's it's just so easy to misread or just miss over something. And and I think like what yep. you said with communication, like you you just said some of the, like one of the most important things there was making sure we knew what was going on. You know, yeah. what what was happening at the time. Yeah, they can get that misinterpretation. So what you're telling us, you might get a um, someone who doesn't have any DIY experience and it's all very new to them. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm semi-handy DIY and this project was way above mine. I could not even stand a chance of starting the project. But, um, you know, you get builders who just might not tell you, you know, like that peering system we did on the slab outside, it probably, it didn't have to be done, but the option was there and, it, it, like I said, it gave us the confidence and there's some things that, like we say, there's some things that builders don't tell you and that lacks in misinterpretation, lacks, lack of communication through from, you know, from the start to the finish. And yeah, like I said, that all comes back to communication or we said a plan of misinterpretation. Yeah. And I think a lot of builders think they're actually good at communication too. So, you know, they may, you know, they think, oh, yep, I'll let the client, the client comes home or the homeowner comes home, they look it done, yep, yep. But I guarantee you, like from your personal experience, you would have come home. I know you, Matt works away, what do you work away, five, seven, seven? Five? Uh, five days a week I'm away, mate, yep. Man. So he's away home for five, home on the weekends. And you, I guarantee as soon as you walk in that door, you're like straight outside to look at what's been done. And Absolutely, when mate, you're yes. away from five days, I'm like from if that was me in your shoes, I'd want to know what's going on between Monday and Friday rather than, you know, what's what's been like you trying to figure out what's been done and then all right where are we sort of at with the whole thing exactly that's exactly what i wanted you sort of wanted answers of um there was a lot of decisions that were made when i wasn't around that came into trust uh because at the beginning you sort of knew what we were looking at we had a good plan in play um so I could put the confidence in you to literally. I sort of gave you the leeway to make the decision for me. You'd ring me up. That was that was a good thing that you used to do. I was at work and you'd call me, give me a call, Matt, and you answered my phone calls every time. Now I don't know. I've never built direct with builders before, so that really was a very good um, attribute through the whole project as well. So, um, but yeah, coming home and everything that we had a conversation with while I was at work was delivered when I came home on the Friday when I used to do me, me inspections of what's happened and where, like you said, where are we at? And, uh, but yeah, I had no qualms with it at all, you know? Yeah. Well, if you were like, if you were talking to someone else about, they were thinking about going through a renovation, you sort of touched on this topic before, but if someone else was going through a renovating um, project or thinking about doing something with their house, what would, what would be sort of one piece of advice you would give to them to let them know like something that's really important or wish wish you had known before you'd you'd gone through a process of doing something like this well the best advice and first and only is get your builder around get a pen and paper and write down every idea you had so if you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar extension at home we'll just put a hundred thousand dollars a figure but your budget so you wanted a hundred thousand dollar look but your budget was 50 work out a plan that you can achieve the $100,000 look without spending $100,000, you know. Get it on pen and paper. Talk to your builder. Um, be honest with them. Tell them that you only have X amount to do the renovations um, and then see what you can do. Level. Work together um, to get the result. So the more you're honest and open with your builder, the more he can be 
open with you and say yes or no sort of figures and facts, you know. So that's definitely a pro con of it all to, um, yeah, have a good relationship from the beginning. Don't even don't even think about mortar or, or dirt until you've figured that out. And then, you know, like I said, you get the confidence from your building. If you're happy, proceed to step, you know, step B1, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, it comes down to communication and just, just, I think, brainstorming, like what you said, get everything else else out on paper because, you know, I guess it, if you had got everything out on paper and the builder had an idea of, you know, you might really love to have an outdoor kitchen that's got this and that and all the U-boot yep. figures and, you know, you may not uh, be able to put that in for that time because your budget may not may not allow it. But if yep. they know, I guess if they know that I'd, ideas you have in your head they can potentially look if we're pouring concrete it's just a matter of look we'll, we'll chuck a set of ca- bit of cable in here or a bit of conduit in here so you can run power or you can run water or you can run a drain pipe to there later on and i think Absolutely. you know for something as small as you know 20 or 30 or 40 dollars for a conduit that's going to save you an absolute drama or you're going to have to pull tiles up or cut the concrete yep. later on you know i think that's a really important thing too that to make sure that they know one what you're trying to get um, the outcome you're trying to achieve, and then what you can work together in to make sure that you know you've, you're going to get the out the same the outcome you want for the budget that's going to work with what you have. Exactly right. So yeah, you can definitely get that. Um, you can still get your your, your million dollar look. Um, you just got to work out a plan, and you know might have to change a couple of things along that that process, and um, have a bit of like a like I say, a little I always uh, have a little flow chart about how you can do the steps you're going to do to get there. And um, yeah, definitely. There's like I said, that all comes back to the, the very, very beginning. So um, yeah, it can be very costly. So there's a few other additions I've made after the Renos that I probably should have thought about um, at the beginning. But it's all like I said, it's a learning process, and um, you know, I've worked out alternative means to get get to to finish off what I wanted in the beginning. You know, so yeah. And I guess with what you said just there, I guess it comes down to the initial setup of when someone's meeting a builder. So if they're going to see a builder, like you said, you should have thought about something. I think it's really important to make sure your builder tries to put suggestions in front of you to provide you with things that you've never thought of because, one, they do it every day, and, two, you don't see what they – like, you don't see exactly what happens in a construction world every day either. So I think from a homeowner's perspective, it's really good to be able to find someone or find a builder – that one understands what they're trying to get and then they actually put suggestions in front of them. That's a massive, to me, that was me in that position. That's a massive green light for uh, for someone looking at doing something or renovating is, is someone who's throwing ideas around the table because it shows they care, they care they're interested and they, they're, yep. they're really involved on what what you're trying to achieve. And like I said, that comes back down to most people will just try and get X amount of quotes. They'll get, so as I say, half a dozen builders in to get some quotes before they've even done any research on anybody. Um, I'm not talking about background checks. I'm talking about their, their, their worth, their work ethics, their etiquette to, to the job and things like that. So, um, and that's what I did with yourself. I watched the way you work. You weren't, you weren't afraid to upload videos on your stream and, you know, you show people what you were doing, um, pros and cons, and, you're, you know, you bring ideas in. So straight away, you're, um, you show a bit of passion. You're not just there to give a quote and see you later. So I think that's where the biggest fault is people just go, I want a quote, and you get 10 people through it, and they'll just go, I'll pick you because you're the cheapest. So, yeah. And I think that's a flaw as well. That's a huge flaw. People just want the cheapest, uh, and it never, ever turns out. I think the percentage would probably be 67% of disappointment, I think, when people go that way in that ratio. I've heard, heard an example the other day. Someone said to me, and they said, 
everyone wants to fly as if they're flying in Emirates or in business class, but but everyone wants to pay the Tiger Air price. I'm not trying to bag out an airline here or anything, but I'm just trying to give an example of, you know, everyone wants to be able to live or sit in an Emirates seat at a business class flight, but paying a Tiger Airway flight, you know, it's this, you know, aircons, the service not is not as good. And I think exactly. that, I think yep. it's looking at, not what the cheapest quote is or the dearest quote is. I think it's coming down to what is the best value for money. So what what is this person? What is this builder going to give me that someone else can't? Or are they going to provide me with the you know best value for money rather than just just a price? Because I think people picking a price can it can lead to all sorts of drama. And I think that's why the building mm. industry gets such a bad rap because it comes down to you know oh yep he's the cheapest quote let's go with him and then there's extras there's variations there's additional costs and there's all these other yep. things that go along and they end up exactly getting something right. they yep. hate and they got to live in it. Exactly right. But yeah, it was good talking to you, Matt. Yeah, no worries, Joel. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having us on board. It's um, yeah, we're like I say, mate, we're very happy with the result. And yeah, like I said, it's always a learning curve. It was our first renovation project, and yeah, mate, we we appreciate we that we approached you and you approached us, and yeah, like I say, the uh, the flow that we had, and we're we're extremely happy, mate. We've had nothing but compliments with the renovations, and um. Yeah, like I say, mate, we spend 90% of our time there. It's a multi-use area. It's a kitchen. It's entertainment. It's currently a um a gym gym area at the moment yeah. with the, the current events yeah, uh, and the prices at the moment. Yeah. So, but there's plenty of room for that out there as well. And um, yep. yeah, we're very appreciative by that. So, ah, uh, thanks for your time. I yeah, I absolutely love your guys' place too. It feels like you're on a bloody holiday every time you walk at the back. Oh, mate, it definitely does feel that way, mate. And uh, and that's that's what we were going for. So, success. It's yes. a win for us. Cool. All right, that's another week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. I'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.